Where in the world is non-nostalgic entertainment for kids that have no memory of this franchise? We're talking Carmen Sandiego, a Netflix original on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to KidFlix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and hack into the mainframe. So I just realized that I've been doing this episode, uh, this podcast, this is the 88th episode, and I keep saying every kid's movie ever made, and we are well past only covering movies on this podcast, uh, including the thing that we're talking about today, which is the Netflix original uh, Carmen Sandiego. So uh, if you're listening to this when this comes out on January 28th, uh, this is a very recent addition to the Netflix family. It came out about a week ago, and people have been saying it's good. So naturally, I had to do it. Also, I'm coming off of, uh, we just did the live Kid Flicks today, so those of you who were able to attend it in Philadelphia, we thanks a lot for coming. It was a lot of fun, and uh, I didn't have time to edit the episode that was supposed to be released today, so I figured I can't leave you guys hanging, okay? I'm a night, I don't know why I'm doing a weird voice, but I figured I still wanted to review something, so you would have something uh, when you're on the train and... Uh, you know, you get bored and you're like, what is that guy doing? And it's like Girl on the Train, except I haven't seen it, so I can't make any references, except I think she drinks a lot. Is that part of it? If that's part of it, tweet uh, using the hashtag, yes, that is the plot of Girl on a Train. Um, so, uh, yeah, so today we're talking about uh, Carmen Sandiego. Now, this is the first time that... Uh, so we've done this several times on the podcast where we've reviewed a TV show, and so we watch... Uh, two random episodes, or the first two episodes, whichever. But today, uh, for this episode, uh, this show, I had to watch three episodes because I didn't realize this until I started watching. But uh, the Netflix original Carmen Sandiego starts with a two-parter origin story, which uh, I kind of low-key wish that this is what the show was. Kind of like, uh, I mean, obviously better than Young Indiana Jones or Ace Ventura Jr., but uh, kind of a Carmen Sandiego Jr. or Carmen Sandiego colon origins. Because, so, um, I'll be perfectly honest, I don't really know the mythos of Carmen Sandiego. I, uh, I think I had one of the video games when I was a kid, but I was, it was never really my thing. If we're talking about educational uh, games that taught me how to read and geography, I was definitely bigger on, like, math and word munchers. And uh, uh, I don't actually think I had a geography game unless Putt-Putt, the talking car, or Pajama Sam, if they did any geography work, I wouldn't know. I was maybe a dumb kid. We'll find out. Uh, if my mom's listening, let me know. Was I a dumb kid? But yeah, so I, I'm not super familiar with um, the story of Carmen Sandiego and how much uh, they really go into her backstory, but it was under my assumption in the brief research that I was able to do before recording this episode, because I'm, I'm recording this right under the wire. Uh, it is 11 p.m., and I am going to be posting this in an hour. Uh, but the whole first two episodes, the two-parter that is her origin, uh, we just kind of see young Carmen Sandiego. Uh, back then, she was known as Black Sheep. Get it? Because she's a black sheep in the 
Oh, wait, you don't get it because you didn't watch it yet. But uh, she is a uh, orphan. She lives on this island, and she is raised uh, by a bunch of random nannies and uh, au pairs and such. Uh, so she kind of gets a love of world geography and differences and all this stuff in the world. And then she's accepted into the, uh, I guess I would call it a supervillain place. It's more their... Um, they're, they're thieves. And it's VIAL, which stands for Villains International League of Eagle, Evil. So yeah, that is uh, that is an evil thing. And uh, as Netflix says, uh, she's kind of a Robin Hood. She's taking from the evil people, the rich, and giving it back. So she's taking all these artifacts that the villains stole and giving it back to the artifact havers. So there's a whole thing. Uh, I think she goes to Brazil. I don't really remember. Uh, it, I'm very tired. I have not gotten a lot of sleep this weekend. And you can tell from my voice that I'm a fatigued little man. Um, but I, I really did like it. The This two-parter, uh, it really kind of just shows how Carmen Sandiego became Carmen Sandiego. And it's kind of like, not Degrassi because it's not super dramatic, but it's kind of you see all these young folks learning how to steal and kind of learning the tricks of the trade of vile and they're all really good at it you kind of learn all these different tricks and stuff i mean i don't think any of the kids that would be watching this would be able to pull it off i don't think any of them are like okay i've waited this briefcase and i'm gonna switch it and then the person's gonna open it instead of money it's gonna be a bunch of bugs which is a real thing that happened on the show and that girl was so pissed she didn't want bugs she wanted money does this make any sense i feel like if I am describing a show, like an animated show, it always just sounds bananas. But also, we're doing one of the infamous uh, single podcasts where it's just me talking to myself. So I think that uh, inherently makes the it makes it a weirder episode. Uh, so looking at my notes, so we see Carmen kind of grow up, and she has to prove herself because she is very young for the academy. They usually, you know, only let uh, it seems like late teenagers or young adults, so like 18 to 21 are probably the people that are allowed to go to the school, but she is, I believe, 14. Uh, she's a, a, a young teen when she is finally accepted into this school, and she uh, is hated uh, by this one guy, the one teacher who's like, she's a prankster, she's a trickster, she sucks, she's too young, all the, all the classic stuff of like, you can't do this, you're not old enough, or you're not smart enough, or I'm stupid, whatever that guy said. And so basically this guy sabotages her almost, so she fails her exams and she isn't allowed to become a full-fledged vile member and go on missions. But she sneakily goes on a mission, and she ends up kind of saving these artifacts from being stolen, and so it kind of sparks something in her. And I should mention that we are also introduced to uh, a young man named, what is his name? Uh, <laughs> Player is his name, or it's his nickname. And he is a guy uh, at a computer all the time, and he is a white hat hacker, which means that he is basically a Robin Hood hacker. He hacks for the greater good. And so, naturally, him and Carmen make a great team, and they meet each other, because I was really confused when the show started because you it's kind of like a, a flash in the future and like oh they're a team already and let's go flash back and see their origin story so we, i just see carmen san diego talking to some guy in his bedroom and i thought okay 
hopefully we'll find out how they got to know each other. But it's literally just this guy player is just hacking different places and he hacks into the, the evil school that Carmen Sandiego is, or Black Sheep at the time, is staying at. And he's like, what do you do? And she's like, nothing. <laughs> Wink. Uh, and they become fast friends. And uh, this raised a very important question for me, which, and I, I still am not quite sure as to how old Carmen Sandiego is. The timing of the show doesn't really make sense because we see her obviously grow up and take her exams and kind of learn to be a thief. But I don't know how much time flashes because then we suddenly just get to a, a regular episode. So that's why I watched uh, three episodes, as I mentioned at the beginning of the uh, episode. Because So we have this two-parter, and then afterwards we have just a regular episode. So I figured I want to get the origin story, but I also want to see like what just a, a regular uh, episode of Carmen Sandiego, a Netflix original, would be. And compared to the origin one, which is kind of, it's a two-parter, so there's a little bit of a cliffhanger, not really. It's just like, oh man, I'm going to fail my exam, uh, and I need to see what's happening. And there's like a bunch of red herrings, um, and that's not a pun because she has red clothes. But the the episode that I watched, the non-two-parter, uh, which was called uh, the Sticky Rice Caper. Um, I like I again. I literally like just watched this, and I do not remember what happened. The only thing that stuck out, is, so it's it's um, just a regular caper. So they travel to Indonesia. I'm trying to remember what I remember uh, because somebody is taking the rice and replacing it with fake imitation rice, and it's bad imitation rice. And Carmen knows this because when she grew up. Uh, she had this bad fake imitation rice, and she spat it out and cried, as we saw in the flashback. And we get introduced to two new characters without any warning. We're introduced to Zach and Ivy, and they're from Boston. And I know that they're from Boston because they have the goofiest, most exaggerated Boston accent. Like, the only thing that they're missing is just, like, them saying that they parked the car in Harvard Yard. Like, that's the kind of level of Boston accent that we're working with. And they're fine, like, I don't understand. They're also siblings, and uh, we know this because they keep referring to each other as brother and sister. You know how, like, your sibling, you know their name, but you decide just to call them by their relationship to you? Kind of like how you're in a relationship, and you're like, hello, boyfriend. Yes, it has been a good date. Let's keep. Let's go over there, boyfriend. That's what they're basically doing, except they're not dating each other because they're siblings, and that would be gross. Uh <laughs> Just want to put that out there. Look, Kid Flicks, we're a fun podcast, but uh, we do not endorse siblings uh, dating. And you can quote me on that. Um, this is what happens when I'm tired after a long weekend. I That, that happens. Um, there's also, I forgot, there's another character, uh, and I do not remember his name, even though they said it several times. But weirdly enough, I don't think the character is listed on the Wikipedia page, but it's just an Australian guy. I think his name is like Charge or something, or Graham. Graham, that's his name, because he wants to be like Graham Crack. There's a dumb pun. But he uh, still works for Vile, and so after Carmen Sandiego decided, okay, I'm going to steal from Vile and give it back to the people, obviously Vile does not like her, and they want her to, you know, stop doing that. Uh, And that kind of seems to be what the show is. It's Carmen Sandiego goes to stop a Vile mission, and Vile obviously is trying to stop her. And that's kind of the the whole show. And I, I, you can tell I don't really have a lot 
to say for the uh, Sticky Writers episode because, again, uh, not much really happened. Uh, I mean, again, uh, characters just keep mentioning that Carmen San Diego. They're like, "Wow, you really know your geography," and she's like, "Yeah, I know my geography." So uh, that's always fun when people don't believe you. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, really, I guess the only other thing that stood out in this episode is so as I said, uh, uh, Carmen. Zach and Ivy are going to Indonesia, and this is the worst part because I, I I know that it's hard to kind of write educational stuff that is also entertaining. I get it, and a lot of TV shows, especially shows of this kind, I think we talked about it when uh, my brother and I talked about the Magic School Bus, um, that you kind of just have to read a list almost. So there's about a, a one and a half, two minute sequence in this uh, Sticky Race episode where uh, Player and Carmen are just going back and forth talking about Indonesia and like stating facts and saying like, oh, like that's my favorite part. And like, there's a fruit that smells like gym socks. It's like that famously stinky fruit. And at one point, Zach the Bostonian eats it and he's like, whoa, what's going on? Okay, I, I can't do a Bostonian accent right now, my mistake. Um, but those those were the two things that stood out in uh, that episode. And I guess like at the end of the day, uh, these reviews always come down to what I keep watching it. And maybe, like obviously this comes down to I don't think I would watch this by myself, but maybe, oh, if... It was just, we were just like looking for anything to watch if I'm uh, having somebody over my apartment or maybe if I'm uh, babysitting, I would definitely put this on because uh, it's got that nice mix of it's intriguing, it, it's aesthetically really pleasing. It kind of looks like uh, if you remember from The Incredibles when they would show those fake Mr. Incredible cartoons from the un- their in-universe, it kind of has that look to it, kind of like a, it's still very, you know, that kind of too slick computer animation that I, I don't love. I understand why it's the norm these days, but it, it does look a little bit off, but it has a very nice aesthetic. It kind of has like that spy look to it that obviously it needs or, um, Oh God, what is that show? Okay. So there was that old show on Nickelodeon that didn't last that long that I really liked called the X's. And it was like a family of spies. If anybody remembers that, I think the son was named Truman. If if that rings a bell, then great. But that's kind of a similar animation aesthetic, if I'm remembering that show correctly. But, I mean, honestly, watching this, there are definitely worse things that you could be watching with your kid or any child in your life. Um, but And this kind of beckons to my joke at the beginning of the podcast that I still think it's weird that all of this kind of stuff is being marketed and kind of you know, given a little bit of nostalgia kick for adults to watch. And, you know, I, this is weird about my podcast that I have to, that I, not I have to, but that I choose to watch a lot of this kids media. And I mean, if I wasn't doing this for the podcast, I don't know if I would be watching. And I don't know realistically how many adults would be watching this if they didn't have children, like maybe out of curiosity. And obviously, uh, it has a little bit of star power, so uh, Carmen is voiced by Gina Rodriguez from Jane the Virgin. Um, uh, Player is voiced by Finn from Stranger Things. Uh, and also, uh, national international treasure, I would say, I think everybody would say, uh, Rita Moreno makes a cameo uh, as a, a small character. And we all know 
not really. Uh, but I mean, I remember because I read it on Wikipedia, but she was the voice of Carmen Sandiego in the 94 animated series. So that's kind of fun. And also, uh, Kimiko Glenn, who is so-so in Orange and the New Black. And also, she was in one of my favorite musicals, Waitress. So, definitely see it for that stuff. <laughs> but uh, if, if any of you have seen this uh, series at all, or you're curious about it, I'm definitely, I want to hear your thoughts, because uh, this was already successful before it was released, and Netflix announced uh, while they were creating this show that they are making a live-action film with Gina Rodriguez starring it as well. So who knows if this is going to become a thing. I'm curious to see how that would work if they kind of keep doing the animated series but also have these like one-off um, TV movies at some point. So who knows? Uh, but let me know what you think. Um, but that is really all for today. We will be back next week with a, a full-length episode. Uh, thank you guys for all your support, and then uh, also in two weeks, uh, we will you will hear uh, the live episode. It, it was a lot of fun. It was Pixar versus DreamWorks. If you have any thoughts on that, send it in to me because I would love to read that. And uh, if you're wrong, I will let you know and I will yell at you. But uh, that is all for today. We will hear you next week. And go, go, gadget, and show. <laughs>